Hello, welcome, and thanks for checking in today to No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. I'm an Airbnb ambassador and 17-time super host, and I've hosted over 1,000 reservations. I'm a stay-at-home mom of two and manage my eight listings remotely. My mission is to help new and experienced vacation rental hosts turn their listings into fully booked, profitable properties that can be managed from anywhere, so you too can have no vacancies. If that sounds good to you, let's get right into the show. Do you remember episode 68 where I got to interview Kenny Bedwell, the CEO at S-Tier Insights? Well, since his episode dropped, I have heard multiple success stories from no vacancy listeners who have been able to find their next property thanks to Kenny and his team at S-Tier Insights. If you've been wondering if the property or market you are looking at will be a good investment, or if you have no idea what market or property to start looking at, please take advantage of the free call that S-Tier Insights is offering no vacancy listeners. You have nothing to lose. With their 100% success rate, I am confident that you'll be in good hands working with S-Tier Insights. Whether you're looking for cash flow, cash on cash return, or long-term appreciation, S-Tier Insights will first help you define your goals and then identify the market and property that is right for you. The team is made up of S-Tier investors and operators themselves, so they know exactly what to look for in terms of a good market and property, and will make sure that you can legally operate in the areas they point you to. If you're ready to join the dozens of No Vacancy listeners who have already started working with S-Tier Insights to find their next property, just click the link in my show notes to schedule your free call and get you one step closer to finding that perfect deal. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. Boy, oh boy, do we have quite the episode in store for you guys. Today, we are doing... Airbnb Horror Stories Cleaning Edition. I did an Airbnb hosting horror stories last year, about a year ago. It was episode 14, if you want to go back and listen to that one. And that episode to this day is my most listened to episode ever. It seems like anytime new people discover this show and they scroll back through old episodes to listen to, somehow everybody ends up picking that one. And it is consistently (laughs) the most downloaded one. If you somehow haven't heard that one yet, please go back and listen to it. We talked about strippers, porn shoots, drug deals gone wrong, everything you can imagine and worse happening in an Airbnb. So today we've got a spinoff of that episode and this one is Airbnb Horror Stories Cleaner Edition. I've got some wild stories lined up for you today. So this is going to be a fun one. I mean fun depending on your perspective. Listening to it is going to be fun, but for the people who went through this, I feel so sorry for you guys. As usual, I don't just want to leave you on a depressing note with all of the things that can go wrong. So each of these stories, we're going to try and learn from it and incorporate some sort of lesson that we can take away. But to kick things off, I'm going to tell you guys about why we're talking about this. And it is because I just had to let my cleaners go. And going through this situation is what made me post on Instagram about the struggle of having to fire a cleaner. And that is what opened the floodgates to you all telling me your cleaner horror stories. And that's what inspired this whole episode. So 
before we get into the stories that you all submitted, I'm going to backtrack and let you know what happened with me and maybe we can all learn the mistakes that I made and I'm going to tell you guys why we just had to let our cleaners go. All right, so here is the backstory and I'm going to change names for this. I don't want anybody finding my cleaners. I still really care for them as people and you will see that that's actually a huge issue of why we hung on to them longer than we should have. We were very emotionally attached to these people. Anyway, we're going to change their names. Let's just call them James and Becky. No, James and Betty. Taylor Swift tribute. Okay, so my cleaners are James and Betty. So how we found James is he was actually one of the contractors who worked for the general contractor that we had who was doing renovations on our investment property. And so James would be hanging around a lot, working with the crew. We started to really like him. He showed a lot of initiative at the time of wanting to be just this all-around handyman and kind of start his own business and not be so reliant on the construction crew to keep him employed. Turns out my dad was talking to him and brought up the fact that we were looking for a new cleaner. And he said, hey, my fiance, Betty, she used to be a cleaner about 20 years ago, stopped working to have all her kids. Now she's an empty nester. Her last kid left the house and she's been wanting to find work again, like hire her. So we hired her, loved her. She did a really good job. And shortly after, James ended up quitting that construction crew and he came on to be our handyman. And we loved this dynamic. They would always show up to our properties together as a couple she would immediately start cleaning. He would help her. And then if she was in a certain unit and was like, James, get over here. If the towel rag is broken, he would drop what he was doing. Go fix that. As soon as that was done, he'd go back to helping clean. So they were just such a good team to have together. We very quickly started to just learn more and more about their personal lives. At one point, they actually broke up and we were freaking out. We were like, is this going to affect the way they work together? They seemed to resolve it. They still were working up together, even with a broken off engagement, and it seemed to be going okay. Our cleaning reviews were not affected or anything. And eventually, they got back together, and we just really didn't meddle too much in their personal lives or what was going on. So that was, that was basically the extent of that. Eventually, Betty's daughter, we'll call her August. All the Swifties are going to love me for this. Okay, so Betty's daughter, we'll call her August, she asks us for a job. Betty comes to us and says, hey, can you hire my daughter? My daughter just got out of jail for shoplifting and nobody wants to hire her right now. She's been in jail for six months. Nobody wants to hire her because of her record. But, you know, she's 26 years old. I really, really want to get her back on the right track. I think that this would be a great job for her. She'd be here working with me under my supervision. Would you be willing to give her a chance? And we did. And I am not going to lie to you. I was definitely nervous thinking, great, we're going to have a shoplifter cleaning for us. Is she going to be stealing supplies or something? But at this point, I really felt that James and Betty, we had helped them so much. They got so much out of working for us that I just really felt that they would kind of be that first line of defense. If August stole anything, James and Betty would be on it immediately and would make her return it or would, would keep her accountable so they could keep their job. And honestly, August was great. I got to know her one time. I went up to the properties to restock. I got to meet her and she told me this whole story about how her baby daddy got custody of her kids when she was in jail and now she was so determined to just work her butt off, get her life back on track, make as much money as she could so she could fight this custody battle and get her kids back. And I was very, very impressed with her and inspired by her and just we really wanted to help out this whole family. 
So fast forward, no issues with August. Everything was going well. One thing I was paying extra close attention to was how many supplies we were going through. I just wanted to see if she was stealing anything. Were our cleaners notifying us more often than usual about supplies being low or running out quicker? And that wasn't happening. Guests were not complaining that there weren't supplies or anything like that. Anytime we went up, the places looked the same. So that very quickly did not become a concern. I did not think that she was stealing anything. Now, fast forward to the time that we had a midterm guest. So we had a guest with us for about six months. They were locals to our market and the apartment complex that they lived in had flooded. So their leasing office moved them into our units and they said that they'd be renting for about six months until the repairs were done. We decided to keep them on a month-to-month basis. So we were just renewing contracts every 29 days because California has a squatter's rights law where after 30 days you can't evict people so every 29 days we would make them renew their contract so because of this arrangement and this was our first time ever doing a midterm stay we had it set up where we would require our cleaner to go in every 29 days just to check on the property we didn't want to get to a point where after six months this required like some insane deep clean or something like that and we just wanted to check in on you know how the how the guests were leaving it since they were more long term than we had ever been used to So every 29 days, our cleaner came in. And after about the fourth month of this happening, no issues, the guests called us and said, hey, today when the cleaners were there, we left just to give them space and not be in their way. And when we came back, we found that our son's PlayStation was missing. And immediately we were like, oh my God, August was the one who was cleaning today. Like, And we just knew that she took it. And the guests end up telling us, you know, we know August and she's grown up in this town and we know her and her family and she used to go to church with us and we know her very well and we know her history. And when we saw that she was the one coming in to clean the place, we were a little skeptical, but we liked to see that she was working and wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt upon coming back to the place, we found our PlayStation was missing. And as you can imagine, we felt so horrible and just so guilty over this. I don't know, even like thinking back on it, this happened months ago. This is not a fresh wound at all, but it still just upsets me so much. We had such a good track record with her and this was just so disappointing to have happen. And because she hadn't been stealing anything from us, we really thought we could trust her But I think maybe just what we had at the listings wasn't valuable enough to resell. Like, what's she going to do with a bunch of toilet paper or shampoo or something? And with short-term rentals, the cleaner is only there after the guest has fully checked out and taking all of their belongings. So I think that this midterm length stay was the first time that she had access to clean a property while guest belongings were there. And she was a little too tempted to slip back into her old ways, which is so, so, so upsetting. So anyway, we feel terrible and we offered to these guests, like we are going to call her, we're going to make sure she returns it. And they actually told us not to. They were like, you know, we actually used to be her pastors and her youth group leaders. And if it's okay with you, can we call her? We feel like maybe this is a chance to just minister to her and shape up her life a little bit better. And talk to her as people who know her well and have grown up with her. So if you don't mind, can we please have the chance to call her first? 
And anyway, a couple days later, they called us and they said, like, she's full on denying it. She said she didn't take it. And we we just we know she's lying. Like, we know this girl. So we ended up getting involved. We called her and we said, hey, what's going on? You need to return this. And she I, I think she probably already sold it by that point. Like, she just was like, I, I don't have it. I never took it. I don't know where it is. The guest probably lost it somewhere. And I just, I believe the guests wholeheartedly. We were, we had them for six months. They were wonderful, wonderful guests, never caused any issues. So we felt so guilty at this point that we knowingly hired a girl with a shoplifting history. And so we ended up just giving guests money to buy a new PlayStation. We felt so bad about this. And they really denied it at first. We were like, please, no, it's okay. Like, you know, we saw this girl walking into cleaner place and we were nervous about it too. Like we should have known better, but we insisted. So we Venmoed them the amount for a new PlayStation and told them like, please, please go buy a replacement. And needless to say, August was immediately let go. And I ended up changing all of the codes that she had access to. And this is what made me nervous. Now I had to give James and Betty a new code. And I was very scared. Like, are they just going to give August the new code? How can I trust that they're not going to be upset that we let August go? But they seemed to completely back us up and they were like, nope, she had her chance and she blew it. Like, this is your guys' business. Of course, let her go if you feel like that's what you need to do. And everything was okay. So we had a few more awesome months with them, no issues. One thing I also didn't mention was there was one time where prior to this happening with August, uh, there was one time where my mom went up to restocker units and walked in to find August having sex with her boyfriend in our bed, in one of the beds of our listing. And my mom was mortified and immediately walked out of the listing and was just like, tried to collect herself and like put herself back together. She came in a few minutes later and August was stripping the bed at this point and then she just turned to my mom and was just like oh hey hope it's okay I brought my boyfriend for help he's just in the bathroom wiping wiping the toilet and shower down yeah anyway how are you so she just totally played it off and they both just acted like they didn't see anything that happened a few months or maybe like a month before this uh, PlayStation thing so my mom just kind of brushed it off like oh my god okay this girl like come on but I think my mom was just like well you know she didn't do it while a guest was there and there was no guest checking in that day so better I walked in than somebody else and I don't know you guys I don't know why like when I look back there were so many red flags but whatever we we let that go I honestly forgot about that even happening until we just had to fire the cleaners this weekend and then all these things that we've pushed aside and blocked out of our memory resurfaced. So anyway, that's a slight other backstory that happened with August and the PlayStation thing. And that catches you up to about the last four months where we've been at. So recently with James and Betty, we still really liked them, but we did start noticing that they just were not showing as much initiative. The most obvious things they weren't doing unless we specifically asked for it I think in the past, they used to be a lot more on top of things like, hey, can I change out your air filters? They look a little bit dirty. Do you want to pay me extra to go do this? And we were more than happy to have these extra things done and pay for it. So it was a great arrangement and they were really on top of things for us. And then it just seemed like about four months ago, that all just stopped and they were really just doing the bare minimum to get by. And what really upset us was in one of our listings, we got 
a cleaning complaint. The guests checked in and sent all these pictures and the place was pretty dirty. Crumbs all over, sticky countertops. When you opened the microwave, it was just splattered with pasta sauce. They left like all the condiments in the fridge door. It just was sloppy. And we ended up getting a four-star review for cleanliness on that one, but we did a lot of damage control to salvage that. It should have been a one-star review, but we immediately refunded the cleaning fee. We bought them a pie from a local bakery. We really tried to salvage that, and we sent all of the pictures straight to James and Betty and said, hey, this is what we just got complained about in this unit. Next time you guys go, you have to take care of these issues specifically, in addition to just generally cleaning the place after these guests. So they seem to take that advice and whatever. Next guest, very next guest in the same unit sends me pictures of the exact same problem areas. Red sauce still in the microwave, condiments still in the fridge, sticky counters, crumbs on the floors, the same exact things that we specifically messaged to them to take care of before the next guest. So this was extremely upsetting. It seemed like all they did was, again, the bare minimum, just came in, changed the bedding and whatever, refilled the toilet paper. And that was basically it. We immediately called them and said, what the heck happened? Like, why? We, we specifically told you guys about these issues. It's not like at this point you just forgot to open the microwave or the fridge. We told you straight up what to correct. Why was this not done at all before the next guest? And unfortunately, it was just met with a ton of excuses. I'm sure you guys know how this stuff goes. Oh, well, you know, Betty was really struggling with some personal stuff. There's a lot going on with her family. Just excuse after excuse. And I don't know why, but yet again, we let this go. We gave them another chance. Things seemed to be mostly okay after that for the next two or three months. No bad reviews on cleanliness or anything. So it seems like they fixed their situation. And then finally, last week, we got a three-star review in the cleanliness. And this one was extremely upsetting because this woman actually left five stars in every category except for cleanliness. And she wrote a really nice review, but specifically in the private feedback, she pointed out every single thing that was left dirty. And she said, you know, I used to be a host and I know how hard it is to find good cleaners. And so I, I recognize how much effort you guys put into your guidebook and your listing and the decor of the home. And I know that this was not the fault of you guys, the host. So I still wanted to give you a five-star review, but here's everything that went wrong with the cleaning. And I mean, based on the stuff that she outlined, it should have been a flat out one-star review. I, I, Cannot believe how lucky we got with a guest that was willing to give us five stars despite everything she wrote out. So at that point, we really had to determine what the next steps were. This just could not continue like this. And then finally, we still had them scheduled for last weekend. A few more cleanings over the weekend. And my mom was actually going to be up there the Monday after. So she thought, hey, even if they leave the place a disaster, I'll be there and I can I can check in on it. And this is when everything just seemed to reach a boiling point. So we had a situation where guests checked into one unit last week. And immediately upon checking in, we realized that the 
property manager had scheduled that building to be painted. And so when the guests checked in, they were like, hey, it really reeks of paint inside, even though the exterior was being painted, not the inside. They said it just really smelled of paint. They asked if they could be moved to a different unit. And luckily, we did have a unit in a different building open. So we moved them over. And one thing they asked was, hey, the new unit you moved us to has a drip coffee maker. The other one we were in originally had a Keurig. And we brought up a bunch of K-cups because the listing said Keurig. Is it okay if we bring that Keurig up with us? We were like, okay, fine, bring it. But we had to have that Keurig replaced back in the original unit after they checked out because these were units that were owned by different owners. So it was not interchangeable. Like those owners bought that Keurig. I did not want that being left at the new property that they were moved to. So we said, that's fine. Take the Keurig with you. But we made a note. We have to tell James and Betty that they need to bring the Keurig back to the original unit. So Friday morning comes when they have cleanings to do. And we gave them two tasks that day, two tasks. We said, hey, we got a notification that three of our smart lock batteries are dying. Can you please be sure to change the batteries in the three smart locks today? And you have to bring the Keurig back from this unit to this unit. Please confirm that you got this. No confirmation. We see on the ring cameras, smart locks, that they have arrived, that they are cleaning the places. So we're like, okay, they just haven't read the message yet. Now it's getting time to where they're about to leave. We text them again. Hey, did you please change the batteries in the three smart locks and move the Keurig? No response. Finally, we see that they left the property. They're done. They locked up behind them. They're gone from the ring camera. Still didn't acknowledge everything. So we text them again. Please go back to the property or just confirm that you did this. Like we need these batteries changed and we need the Keurig put back. Nothing. Finally, a few hours later, they text us and say, hey, we're all done. Can you pay us? And my mom was like, did you change the smart lock batteries and move the Keurig like I asked? Finally, James acknowledges it and said, oh, no, I didn't change the batteries. I went to the three locks that you said were low and all of them were working. What? The, yes, we know they're working. We said the batteries were low. They weren't dead yet. The entire point is to change it before the battery actually dies. I was so livid at this point. It was just like peak laziness. Like you even took the effort to go up, if if that's even true. But, like you even took the effort to go to the keypad and actually check it. And while there, you couldn't change the damn batteries? Are you kidding me? Oh my God, we were so, so, so pissed. So we're like, okay, what about the Keurig? And then James, James has the freaking gall to reply. And he said, oh, I did bring it back to that unit, but I didn't know what you wanted me to do with it. So I locked it up in the supply closet. <coughs> You guys, I just, I, I mean, me and my mom, me and my mom effing lost her minds. We were in this group chat with them and like the way we were on the phone with each other, just like, who are we dealing with? Who are we dealing with? Like, what is happening right now? I don't understand. These are the two simplest tasks we could ask you to do. The two simplest tasks. What? Long story short, that was basically the moment that we were done. I feel like between... <laughs> August issues in the past and we really tried to separate that from James and Betty and not let what she did affect them but I feel like that was just kind of the start of everything going downhill then after these repeated poor cleaning reviews and then this weekend with the freaking Keurig and the batteries we just were done we were completely done and luckily what made that decision so much easier is that in the last month we have had two cleaning referrals to us 
And these two women have been so eager to work, constantly texting my mom, asking for work, asking for a job. Both of them have clients that just sold properties. And so they're down a couple units right now. So they've been really eager to work and just showing so much ambition. And it just made it so easy for us to be like, why are we putting up with this? We have two people lined up who want to work for us so badly and are constantly texting us for a job. Why are we putting up with this? So made it very easy. We are not giving them any more work. I will tell you, this is one spot that I'm very conflicted on. We haven't outright fired them. I don't know what to do here. Half of me says, keep them as a backup. Just don't give them any more work. Don't text them anymore. And they will probably know why we're not reaching out as much. And, you know, maybe it'll just get to a situation where if we ever need a backup cleaner, they'll take the job. I don't know. They were so good for us for so long. So I'm kind of just like holding on to hope with that. But the other half of me says it's really unfair to just slowly not give them work and leave them high and dry. Like, do they deserve the closure of, hey, we officially have to let you go and this is why? I, I really don't know. I'm so conflicted on this. Let me know your guys' thoughts here, what you think is best. I I don't want to leave them high and dry, but I also am so pissed right now. Like, it's not a good idea for me to fire them right now. We do need to cool down. We are definitely emotional about it. So either way, this conversation wouldn't be happening for a while. But let me know your guys' thoughts. As of right now, we haven't officially fired them. They just have not gotten any more work from us. And as far as getting a new cleaner, my mom is going up this weekend to interview both of the new women and train them both. And we will see who we like better. Maybe keep one as our full time and one as a backup. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm feeling very good that we have two options that have both come with really good recommendations and seem to show a lot of initiative. Now, when I look back, the biggest mistake that I think we made is Around the time that we let August go, Betty's dad passed away. And I know that there was a very complicated situation with managing his estate and her inheritance and all that sorts of stuff. And I do think that that's why the cleaning quality started to slip. And I do think that's why we hung on longer than we should have. I think that we just felt, I, I don't know what it was. I know it wasn't professional at all, but I think we just felt very emotionally invested in this family and really did want to help them. It just felt so cruel to us to let her go knowing her dad had passed away and she was dealing with this. So I think we gave way more chances than we should have. And I do, I do feel so sorry for whatever is going on in their personal lives. But of course, you guys know at the end of the day, it was affecting our guests, our reviews. We spent so much money at the towards the end on refunding cleaning fees and, like I said, sending pies to guests and just doing damage control. They were costing us more money. In the future, this is just one thing I know that we have to be a lot more careful on is we cannot let ourselves get this emotionally invested in a cleaning team again. I am still a big believer in hiring a individual or a small team over a big cleaning company that has tons of homes on the roster. I still do think that you get better quality this way, but I definitely think we could improve the way that we set boundaries and keep that level of professionalism with this. 
I don't ever in the future want to know if my cleaner's dad passed away. Like, as horrible as that sounds, I just, knowing that really starts to blur the lines of where we should be a boss and where we should be human. And it made it really, really difficult to navigate this situation. So that is my advice to you guys. You can still be very, very friendly with your cleaning team and be a good boss without having to cross that line into knowing too much about their personal life. I I don't think we should have ever known that James and Betty broke up and got back together. It was just too much. It was too much. We were way more involved with their personal lives than we should have been, and that was our mistake. Without further ado, let's get into the stories that you all submitted. I have five picked out for you today. Our first story today says, Hey Natalie, this is the story of how we discovered that our cleaner was squatting in our property between guests. We host a condo on the upper level, and one night when our listing was unbooked, my neighbor who owns the unit below ours called me around 10 p.m. and said, Hey, I think your guests might be throwing a party. My guest just sent me a message saying that there is a ton of noise upstairs and they hear footsteps or moving furniture or something from the ceiling. I told her this could not be possible as we were vacant tonight, so maybe her guests were just trying to get a refund. She thanked me and said, okay, thanks for the heads up. I will let the guests know I talked to you and maybe try to catch them in their lie so they know I am on to them. We hang up and I forget about the conversation. Well, about an hour later, she calls me again, and this time she is insisting that someone must be in the property. She basically said, I know that some guests are scammers, but I am just not getting that vibe from this group of people. I think their complaint is genuine. Are you sure there is no one booked in your place tonight? She's been a host way longer than I have, so at this point, I'm starting to trust her read of the guests. I double-check her Airbnb calendar to make sure I'm not going crazy, and maybe I mixed up the dates and we do have someone there right now. Sure enough, the calendar is empty tonight. This was before we had a ring camera, lesson learned, but I decided to check the log of my smart lock. Sure enough, my cleaner's code was used that day to enter for a scheduled cleaning at 11 a.m. and she appears to have left around 2 p.m. Later, the same code was used at 9 p.m. I had no clue what she would be doing there so late, so I start calling her. No answer. I called her like seven times in a row and she ignored all of them. About five minutes later, I see my smart lock activity log show the door opened from the inside and then locked from the outside keypad. In that moment, I knew she must have been trying to sleep there and those calls from me must have scared her enough to think I was driving to the property to kick her out. I immediately disabled her code and let my neighbor know that her and her guests were right. I was still confused, though, on why the downstairs guests reported it sounded like a party or furniture moving. It was hard for me to believe how just my one cleaner alone could make that much noise on her own. I decided I would drive to the property the next day to check everything out. I was expecting to see furniture move or evidence of a party, but the place looked spotless. I would have never guessed that someone was there the night before. I decided to wash all of the bedding while I was there just in case she slept in a bed, but I think she must have had a sleeping bag or something on the couch because the beds were spotless. In the end, I never heard from her again. I think she was so embarrassed or scared that I would press charges or something, and she never replied to any of my future messages trying to reach out. I am disappointed that she violated my trust by being there without permission, but I am sad that it ended this way. She really was a great cleaner and we always had five-star reviews. I wonder to this day what led her to having to sleep there, and I wish she could have just been honest with me. 
I would have been so willing to help her find a place to stay or to let her know when our place was unbooked and maybe work out an arrangement for her to book our empty nights at very low cost. The biggest lesson we learned from this was to install a ring camera and to only make our cleaner's code available between the hours of 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Oh, and don't always assume guests are trying to get a free stay. Wow. I actually received several stories of people saying that they've had cleaners trying to squat in their properties. So this unfortunately seems to be a common issue. If this is something that you're very concerned about happening, I think a good solution to this would be not ever letting your cleaner know that a night is not booked. Don't straight up tell them, hey, I need you cleaning on this day and then there is someone checking in this day or there is no one checking in this day. I just wouldn't tell them that information. And all you need to do is just tell them which days somebody is checking out. They don't need to know whether or not anyone is checking in that day. If your cleaner does happen to know, I think you just need to make it very clear and say, we do accept last minute bookings. You know, right now the calendar says no one is checking in tonight, but we very well could get a last minute booking. So the place has to be cleaned by 3 p.m., by 4 p.m., no matter what. So maybe just being very clear that you you could accept a guest at any moment would prevent a cleaner from taking advantage of this. But yeah, this is something a lot of you wrote in about happening. But thank you so much to the person who submitted this and outlining the whole story for us. I too am curious why it was so noisy. Because you're right, it's kind of hard to believe that just one cleaner on her own who left the place spotless made it look that messy. And one thought I have is maybe she had more people in there with her. But the fact that she got out within five minutes of receiving your phone call just makes it hard for me to believe that that many people would have gotten out so quickly or if she was rearranging furniture like the downstairs guest said would she really have been able to put it all back within five minutes of leaving so I don't know that might just be a mystery that we will never really get to the bottom of all right our next submission says hold my beer my cleaners agreed to allow guests a late checkout during busy season on the day we were turning the property over for a micro wedding the guests were supposed to leave at noon and they were still there at 12.45 when the cleaners arrived. The main cleaner gets out of the car and on our ring camera, we see the guests who are almost all packed up go, hey, how are y'all? And the cleaner goes, I'd be fucking better if you guys weren't still here and were checked out when you were supposed to be. She storms by the guests and on the cameras, I see the guests follow her into the house. Then, like two minutes later, you see the guests sprinting out of the house with the cleaner sprinting behind them. When the guests stop by their car, the cleaner is like two inches from them with her finger in their face, screaming at them to leave and that they are trespassing. Like WTF. As if that wasn't enough, the cleaner's husband was weed whacking the yard and you hear him in the background yelling at the guests saying, you're all just a bunch of rich white bitches who don't have respect for anyone and I'll call the cops for trespassing, literally traumatizing my guests. So the guests immediately leave and then message us saying they are calling the cops and reporting us to Airbnb. So we call them instantly, wondering what in the world could have happened. And when she told me the story, my jaw was on the floor. Both the guests think that both the husband and wife were on drugs, which honestly has to be the case. We were so overly apologetic, like just immediately went into damage control and 1000% sympathized with them. I would have been livid. Like we were lucky there wasn't a physical fight. 
all said and done, Airbnb unlisted our listing, rightfully so. And after we were all calmed down, we offered the guest an obvious full refund, told them we were firing the cleaning team immediately. The guests then went to Airbnb and told them that we were great hosts and handled a bad situation as best as we could. So Airbnb relisted us. We found a new cleaning team and parted ways with the old and are carrying on. I, I don't know what to say. For anyone who's listening to this who might be a cleaner, it's good advice to just not threaten the guests. Don't physically threaten the guests. I would think that that goes without saying, but evidently not good on this host for immediately jumping into action. I agree that they handled it as best as they possibly could. And it's really wonderful to see that the guests were so willing to receive that kind of support from the host. I could so easily see them just saying, no, you hired this cleaner, you're at fault all the way. So it is really nice to see that the guest was willing to (laughs) accept that apology from the host and see how hard they were working to remedy the situation. This next person wrote, a cleaner that I fired had a massive control issue. Despite multiple reminders and instructions on how to stage my furniture, she flat out refused and rearranged my entire living room every single time. It got to the point I asked guests to take a snapshot of how the place looked when they got there. She also changed all of my throw pillows, throws, rearranged flowers to different tabletops. It was creepy and bizarre and I fired her immediately. Yeah, this is just so weird. There was another girl who wrote in too who expressed something similar and said her cleaner also was constantly rearranging things and that her cleaner would buy brand new soaps and products that she thought would work better, expensive, like handmade stuff, and then she would charge the host for reimbursement for it without having permission to have bought that stuff. So weird so weird. I do trust cleaners expertise that they might have a better way of staging things. I'm very willing to hear that, but it's just very strange to create that extra work, like to go in and purposely rearrange the entire living room. Just why? I feel like it's something where you could just call the owner and say, hey, I think that it would work better this way. And here's my thinking. Are you open to that? I don't really, I I would, I would never feel tempted to just come in and make myself do all this extra work and rearrange the furniture for no reason. Very strange. All right, this next one is quite long, but fascinating. So hang with me. You guys are going to enjoy this one. Hi, Natalie. Thank you for allowing the space to vent about our cleaning horror stories. This happened to us three years ago, and I still haven't fully processed it. I hope that writing this out serves as some therapy for me because this was and will probably remain the most traumatic thing to happen to me as a host. We operate in a small town and I'm sure you know that it is a struggle to find good, reliable help in markets like this. So unfortunately, we were not shocked to have to let our cleaner go after just a few weeks. Luckily, or so we thought, we found a replacement cleaner very quickly. I am changing their real names, but let's call our first cleaner, the one we fired, Nikki, and our new cleaner we'll call Jenna. So we hired Jenna, and she seems great over the phone. Looking back, she seemed a little too great. She asked all the right questions and weirdly seemed to know things about our property before we could even tell her. For example, she was already talking about how she doesn't charge extra for bunk beds and that she always cleans the grill and hot tub, all before we even mentioned that we had bunk beds, a grill, and a hot tub. At the time, I just dismissed it as, oh, she's just assuming we have these because they must be really common amenities up here. 
But knowing what we know now, I wonder if there's another reason she knew all of that. Anyway, she gets the job and we have her start the very next day. We told her that the guests checking in that day would not be arriving until 10 p.m. due to a late flight. So if she had other houses to do during the day, she could come to our place after. I get a ring notification around 4 p.m. that she arrived, watched her enter, and then didn't worry about it. That seemed like plenty of time to get done by 10 p.m., so all was good. I told her to send me pictures when she was done, and I would Venmo her. By 9 p.m., I realized I hadn't heard from her, and when I checked the ring camera and smart lock, I realized that there was no sign of her leaving and the door appeared to be locked from the inside. I started to get this sick feeling in my stomach. There was no reason this job should have taken five hours. I start calling Jenna and there was no answer. I'm panicking that the guests will be arriving in about an hour and I have no idea what the status of the home is. Finally, as a Hail Mary, I called my neighbor and asked if she would be willing to go over to the house and see if everything was okay. I was honestly worried Jenna may have fallen or gotten injured or something and she couldn't reach her phone. Thankfully, my neighbor agreed. She let herself in with the door code and within five minutes, she calls me frantically after running out of the door and starts describing what she saw. In the kitchen, she said there were probably 12 empty wine bottles, a nearly empty handle of vodka, it smelled like cigarettes, and the sink was full of dirty dishes. All the living room furniture was flipped over, and all my trash bags, dish pods, paper towels, and toilet paper were opened up and strewn all about the floor. I feel like I'm ready to cry, and then my neighbor gently says, I know this is a lot to take in, but it gets worse. She proceeds to tell me that after taking in the kitchen and living room situation, she heard some giggling from the master bedroom. She popped her head in to find two women and a man having a threesome in the bed. She ran out of the house before they could see her and told me I better call the cops immediately. The police were wonderful and showed up within minutes to break this up and start an investigation. Turns out that the two women in bed were Jenna, my new cleaner, and Nikki, the fired cleaner. I have no clue who the man was, but the police said they believed that shortly after Jenna entered at 4 p.m., she called Nikki and the man to park on the street out of the ring camera shot, and then she let them in from the back patio door. The three of them spent the next several hours drinking, smoking, trashing the place, and having sex in every single bed in the house. There were greasy lube stains in all of the bed sheets and on the headboards, and other sex toys found throughout the bedrooms that I don't even feel comfortable describing. The police arrested all of them for trespassing and property damage and use of illegal drugs. I'm not sure what drugs they found and I didn't bother asking. At this point, I didn't want to know anything else. I had called the guests in the meantime and apologized profusely. I of course refunded their entire stay and helped them find a last minute hotel in town. I was so embarrassed I couldn't even tell them what happened. I just said we had a burst pipe. It appears that Jenna and Nikki were best friends, and when Nikki got fired, they devised this plot to get Jenna hired as a replacement and plan their revenge on me. Looking back, I feel so stupid. The way we found Jenna was that she called me completely out of the blue to advertise her cleaning services. It was the day after we let Nikki go, and I was so desperate to find a replacement that I didn't even question it. I assumed that our number was on some sort of list of property owners in the city, and it got shared with cleaners looking for work. I feel beyond dumb that I didn't question the timing of when this call came, how she got my number, how she knew I needed a cleaner, and how she knew those details of my property. Thank you for taking the time to read this. I would prefer to stay anonymous, as this story still brings me so much shame and embarrassment. 
If I've learned any lesson from this, it's that you need to always do your own research of who you hire. Don't take anyone's word for it. And if anyone appears in your life at the exact time that you need them, be on guard. P.S. I just read this back and realized people might wonder why we fired Nikki in the first place or if we did something to provoke her. I know there are two sides to every story, but for what it's worth, we could not have been more kind or gracious when letting Nikki go. She was only with us for three weeks, and in those three weeks, we had four guests complain about cleanliness. We were very lucky that they all left good reviews publicly, but had communicated with us privately that the cleaning needed to be improved. When we discussed this with Nikki, she had found our listing and pulled up the recent reviews herself and accused us of lying because she said all of the reviews were good. We explained to her that the guests had complained privately. This is the only thing I can think of that would have upset her, but I'm still baffled at how this was the action that her and Jenna decided to take. Oh my god. I, I'm so sorry this happened. But can I just say, the, the self-talk here is so heartbreaking like how many times you say you're you're stupid you feel so dumb you feel beyond dumb you feel so stupid you should have known how would you possibly have known that this is what was going to happen this is not normal behavior this is not normal behavior for a girl who was fired from a job for three weeks this is so unhinged and there's no way you could have known this no way you could have known this Please do not beat yourself up over this at all. It was so premeditated and diabolical. They knew that you were vulnerable and you were in a place where you needed a new cleaner and they took advantage of that. And that is not your fault at all. I'm so sorry you had to deal with this. I don't know if you even know, but I would love a follow-up to this story. If you know what happened after that night they were arrested, I wonder if you would have been able to press charges or something maybe not because it doesn't sound like there was really any damage like they went through your trash bags and threw dish pods all over the floor you said they unraveled all your toilet paper and paper towel rolls and they flipped the furniture over and I know we talk about the lube stains everywhere but I don't know if any of this is actual damage or just extensive cleaning I really don't know if this is something you could press charges for they definitely were trespassing. Um, Jenna was obviously hired for the job, but she did not do that. And I would think that that's illegal, even if somebody has permission to enter your house for a reason. If they're there for a reason other than that, that has to be illegal. And obviously, Nikki and whoever that man was were not welcome. I mean, you said this happened three years ago, so I don't know if it's even worth revisiting and pressing charges, but I don't, I don't know. I would be really nervous what would happen after that night that they got out of jail. I'm sure you were terrified for several months, if not a year after this happened, just wondering when they got released, if they would come back and try anything. I, I'm so sorry you went through this. This is so traumatic, but I'm just so sad. Like I said, I, I really hate seeing the way you talk about this and how many times you've called yourself stupid and saying that you're so embarrassed and ashamed of this. Every single person listening to this is rooting for you and nobody, nobody listening to this thinks that you were stupid or that you deserved this or that you welcomed this by any means. Please go easier on yourself. 
I think the fact that you recovered from this and still continued hosting is really, really incredible. This would be very traumatizing for anybody, and there's no way to have predicted this could have happened. So thank you for sharing, and please have some grace on yourself, and just be easier on yourself. It's okay. Finally, for our last story, this one I'm happy to report has a very happy ending, a very satisfying ending. I did read this one all the way through before picking it, and you guys are going to like this one. So here we go. Hi, Natalie. I am a professional Airbnb cleaner, and I have a horror story of an experience I had with an owner. I hope this is okay to share for this episode. Yes, this is okay. I was hoping that we would get at least one story that was from the perspective of a cleaner, so I'm very glad we did. First, let me say how much I love your podcast. I listened to it while cleaning and even inspired me to grow my own business beyond cleaning and to take on some co-hosting. I manage three properties now, and my husband and I will also be buying our first property by the end of the year. Now back to the story. I had been working for this woman for about six months and never had any issues with her. She gave off low-key Karen vibes, like if you pissed her off, she would go crazy, but overall she was pleasant. One day while I was cleaning, her daughter, who looked about 18 or 19, came in and said she was just checking the place out because she was thinking of blocking it for a weekend to come with her friends and wanted to see if it would fit all of them. I just kept doing my thing and we mostly ignored each other. After about an hour, I went to go grab a snack from my lunchbox in the fridge and realized the lunch I brought was missing. The daughter had left by now and I knew she must have taken it. I didn't say anything because I thought maybe she believed that the previous guests left that food behind and so she took it thinking it was going to go in the trash. A few days later, I was back at the same house cleaning again and once again, the daughter showed up. Again, we mostly ignored each other. Right as I was just about done with everything and just had floors left, I went to grab my vacuum from my cleaning cart near the front door and realized my vacuum was gone and my lunch was taken again too. This time, I called the owner and said, hey, I think your daughter took my vacuum. Did she maybe think it was yours and belonged to the property? I need it back as that was my own personal vacuum. I guess the mom called the daughter to bring it back, but I had to wait an hour before she returned with it. When she came back, all she said was, oh, sorry, I thought this was my mom's. I also asked her to please not take food from the fridge anymore without checking with me first as she had taken my last two lunches. Later that evening, when I sent my Venmo request for payment to the owner, I requested an additional $25 with a note saying this was because I had to wait the extra hour. The owner called me immediately and flipped out on me, screaming, asking me where I get the nerve to charge her extra. She starts gaslighting me, saying that I shouldn't have left my vacuum near the front door in a spot where it was so easy to be taken, like this was my fault. And that if I was actually doing my job, I would have been using the vacuum in that moment and that her daughter would have known not to take it. I was so confused by this. Does she think that the only thing I do when cleaning is just vacuum and nothing else? Then she started saying, don't ever accuse my daughter of stealing food from you. If anything, you're the one who would need to steal food. I was so offended and I have never been talked to like that in my life by anyone. I'm normally not a confrontational person at all, so I don't know where this came from, but I said in a very calm voice, you have five minutes to pay my Venmo request in full, and if you don't, I will never clean for you again. She started saying, I'll only pay the standard cleaning fee, not anything extra, and you should be grateful for that. If anything, you owe my daughter money because you made her late for work by making her drive back to bring the vacuum. In that moment, I don't know what came over me, but I said, don't worry about it. I quit. You need the $175 more than I do. Spend it on some therapy for you and your daughter. And then I hung up. It was one of the most satisfying moments of my life. And I was so proud of myself that I came up with that comeback in the moment. LOL. 
The best part of this story is that since then, every cleaner who she has hired has ended up quitting. We are in a smaller market and I know all the cleaners in the area. We all talk and have exchanged stories of how this woman continues to enable her daughter and we all decided to not take any work from her any longer. As far as I know, she currently has to do all of the cleanings herself because everyone refuses to work for her. Hope you enjoyed. Ah, that is such a satisfying read. Love me a good case of karma. What a psychopath for her to blame, for her to say you owe her daughter money because this made her late for work. What I want to know too is why did the daughter even take the vacuum? For some reason, I just, I have an image of this girl and she seems to me like the kind of girl who wouldn't even know how to use a vacuum. Like it's a very bizarre why she even took it in the first place so strange. I also find it very hard to believe that she didn't know that the food in the fridge was your lunch because I'm assuming you brought it like in a lunchbox in a nicely packaged thing with a, a snack, a main dish. I, you know, when guests leave food behind, it's like they leave a carton of eggs or a bunch of condiments or something. I, I don't believe that she thought it was the guest. I think she took your food. I think she straight up took your food. I am so proud of you for coming up with that comeback. I feel like every time people mistreat us, it's always hours later that you think of the perfect thing to say. And it's like, damn, I wish I had thought of this in the moment. And you did. You literally thought of it in the moment. That line, don't worry about it. I quit. You need the $175 more than I do. Spend it on some therapy for you and your daughter. Ah, girl, I just want to like clap for you. That is such a mic drop moment. I hope you felt so proud of yourself. If you ever, ever, ever feel down on yourself, I want you to just think back to that moment and know that you are a bad bitch. Congrats on all of your co-hosting clients and the fact that you and your husband are going to buy property by the end of the year. I see only good things for you. And I feel like this is such a Cinderella story. Like you went from being her cleaner to now being a co-host and you and your husband are going to buy property. And now this this bitch has to go clean her property. That is such a satisfying ending. This could be a movie. This is such a Cinderella story moment. Girl, you are Selena Gomez. You are Hilary Duff. You are not Camila Cabello because that version of Cinderella sucks. We're not going to talk about that movie. It would be an insult to compare you to that version. But you are Selena Gomez. You are Hilary Duff. She is Jennifer Coolidge. And you should sleep so happy at night knowing that round of applause snaps for you you go girl this is queen behavior and we love to see it and with that it is now checkout time thanks for listening and i'll see you back here next week lastly as airbnb hosts we all can appreciate a good five-star review so you already know a great review on this podcast would mean so much to me please subscribe review share and connect with me in the show notes below bye